0: Welcome to Talking Mopar's episode number 116. This is the replay of a Facebook live stream that we recorded today, Sunday afternoon, and it was impromptu, folks. We weren't planning this, we just got together, sat down, and had a good time. It was myself, Johnny Mopar, Big Block, and our buddy Irvin swung in to say hello as well, and we had some activity in the chat with some fun questions. You know, let's get this show on the road. If you are a Mopar enthusiast, then you are in the right place. Don't go anywhere. You're tuned in to the best Mopar enthusiast-driven podcast on planet Earth, and I am your host Chris Albrecht, better known as the Mopar Hunter, and this is Talking Mopars, live.
1: You're listening to Talking Mopars with the Mopar Hunter, your direct connection to all things Mopar.
0: All right, we are live for an impromptu episode of Talking Mopars with a few of the members of the Molly Crew of Mopars. Myself, Johnny Mopar, and Big Block are in the house. I don't know if any of our other friends are going to show up, but they're more than welcome to if they're watching this right now. <clears throat> um, yeah, this is a uh, completely impromptu, so uh, let's uh, let's talk Mopars, I guess. What's up, guys? What's going on, man? Not much, man.
2: Just trying to catch up on shit. <laughs> Dude, oh, man. Totally.
0: I got myself in a predicament here. I'm trying to crank out. I think I got like, like 11 or 12 more bonus episodes. I've been working on bonus episodes. So I'm um, just trying to get everything outlined so I can just go and just hammer out the rest of them. And then 12 videos that I got to do. So <laughs> it's going to be a busy week for me. <laughs> wow. But, but we're here. We're here. And I'm uh, going to have a good time for a little bit on this sunday afternoon hopefully uh some of you guys are just getting back from church or something
1: (laughs) i I don't know who's going to join us
0: today but we will we will see um this is the church of mobar so welcome um johnny i like that 68 on the shirt you got there buddy oh thanks man i
2: found it online
1: somewhere
0: huh okay Uh, you found it online yeah i just found it online I thought, oh that's pretty cool so had to have it yeah hell yeah um it's funny i don't know if you guys saw that picture i posted of that guy wearing my shirt in rotterdam the netherlands i was like no way Uh,
1: that's
0: insane um yeah that's pretty cool yeah it is um i it just still blows my mind that people buy so many of those shirts it's insane yeah but uh, i remember
2: when i saw it i was like i don't even think i knew you did it yeah, I mean, I knew you already, but I saw the yeah. shirt and I was like, "Man, that is badass!" Because us Mopar guys never get anything, you know. No, it's always no. like a C10 or an F150 yeah. or something.
0: I didn't. I didn't realize the impact until we were walking in Kentucky at Holly's Mopar party, and I saw a guy with one of my shirts, and I was like, "No effing way!" I was like, "That is." that's the first time that's ever happened to me so i was like in person
1: chris was <laughs> like, like hey i like great. your shirt and the dude's like oh yeah like got a little scrappy there for like a split second and he's like yeah it's my shirt
0: oh. <laughs> 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 yeah that's oh, funny so uh, what are you guys working on lately i know i know big block got the truck in the background now got the truck in the old shop oh like yeah it. sweet or i don't, how much progress have you made on it what you got on the what you got on the agenda
1: The agenda right now is we've got to get the we got to get the Crown Vic front end lined up just right to where the wheels and everything are where we want them. Um, Right now they're sitting a little too far forward for my like like you would go, but it's just it's a little bit further forward. I want it dead center, so we're getting that all lined up and make sure all everything's going to mount up. Um, Then we got to get then Fro is going to help me attack the wiring and make sure we get everything hooked up and running. Um, Because it's kind of, it, I definitely bought a basket case, but not a bad one. Uh, I
0: think some of us have that issue too. <laughs>
1: well, I mean, they're, they're the most affordable things right now.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So, how much are you into that truck so far?
1: Like eighteen, nineteen hundred dollars. Yeah. That's, wow. That's yeah. Not so, bad. No, it's 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 pretty badass for nineteen hundred dollars. Let me get out of the way of it. Yeah. Really? But just look at that glory.
0: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's uh, where I'm at. That's easily, you know, four or five grand, and it's sold like that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh yeah, um, <laughs> those swept lines. And the cool thing about the swept lines is uh, companies like I believe QA One now has a full suspension for the for the truck, which is crazy because uh, you know just a couple a couple short years ago, nobody expected um, any large aftermarket company to start producing parts, but we're getting suspension components, Hemi swap components. It's uh, definitely an interesting time to be a truck enthusiast. That's for sure.
1: I think, I think that plays into the fact that everyone, while they're still popular, everyone's tired of C10 stuff. They want something different. (laughs) Yeah.
2: Yeah. Well, it's kind of amazing. They haven't jumped on it sooner because they've made those trucks for so long. I think what's 62 to 71 or something like that. I think yeah. so. I do believe so. And it's like, man, I mean, and they're pretty much identical throughout the years. It's just the grill changed and trim. And I think the tailgates changed a little bit, but um it's like, man, if you made a suspension part for that truck and it would cover that wide of a range, it's just, I'll be honest, man. I mean, I love those trucks now, but Back in the 90s, like, those were the ugly ducklings. Nobody wanted those things, you know? (laughs) So (laughs) I could see why they didn't get much attention back in that time frame, you know?
0: Right. I just... You know, one thing I like about the trucks is that you can have one and almost fill a couple different genres of uh, custom, basically. You know, you can have... You can make a little muscle truck that also can be shown at a truck show, you know? Yeah. it, it, It definitely... You know, for somebody who enjoys customs and muscle cars and you combine both of them, it's it's perfect. Uh I really I really enjoy trucks and I'm glad they're finally starting to especially the Dodges. Obviously C tens are everywhere, but it's really nice to see the following of Dodge trucks. And that's why, you know, every time I talk to a couple of these big brands that I have, you know, I tell them about the untapped market of Dodge trucks and I I don't know why, they just don't get it.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I almost hate to admit it, but, oh, you're busted, dude. (laughs) Uh
0: She she, she caught us. It it makes me look bad because I said, oh, Matt's doing a library right now. I'm going to go up there and jump on with him. (laughs) (laughs) Uh
1: That's my bad. (laughs) (laughs) Uh
2: Yeah, I hate to admit it, but when the Gas Monkey Garage did one, and they did that, I mean, the LS swap was lame. But aside from that, the truck came out really bitching. And I think that's what really made me change my mind. But there was one other. I'm I'm not a fan of the step sides or the U beds, but there was one a long time ago in my hood that was yellow, slammed down, and it had a 440 with a tunnel ramp coming out. It, It didn't have a hood on it. It's like the engine bay was just open. And I thought, holy shit, you know, steam rollers in the back, big fatties and stuff. And I was like, damn, that thing looks badass. So... You see a couple of them done up, and it's like it'll it'll definitely uh, bring you over to the, the Dodge side. And what
3: I like especially that?
2: love the 70, 71s. 70 the grills on the 70, 71s I think are the best, but the 68s yeah. and 69s are kind of a close second. And then the older ones, I'm not too fan a big of a
1: fan of the, the big bug eye. You know, it's got like the headlight the, with the ring the, around the, it. The big dual headlights and the little turn signal underneath it yeah I, like that doesn't old, speak to me too much but the pie tens <laughs> yeah. yeah
0: yeah yeah um one thing i really like about the trucks is the way the hood opens and i like the yeah the way, straight the way up the engine, yeah the way the engine is presented i don't know I, that's one of my favorite things about those old swept lines um we got a yeah. question here about old jeep trucks the j10s and the j20s um i have i've always Liked them. They haven't been my favorite, but uh, when I see them done right, like at Mo Party, there was a Wagoneer with a uh, twin, the twin yeah. turbo one that was just tearing it up on the on the, uh,
1: with, the, the cone. <laughs> with the with the Wu Tang Clan insignia. Yeah, yeah. Of that? Yeah, yeah, that, that thing, thing was nasty. a monster. Yeah,
0: yeah. I remember I, I was walking through the show and I just heard someone just tearing it up, and I was like, "Who the hell is that?" And I looked, and it's this Wagoneer just getting after it. I was like, "Wow, that's a." Awesome. Is, is he talking about new ones
2: or is that re- a reference to old ones i'm not a jeep uh, guy so i don't really know he, he says, says,
0: old. He says old. yeah okay okay
2: i see
1: I mean, dylan. gladiators
0: dylan uh wanted to jump on and tell us a story about his challenger um this uh, i've been trying to set one up dylan this was completely unplanned and i was trying to find you in my chat and i started i started the live and i couldn't find it so Um, I'm going to post the link in the chat for anybody that wants to jump on and join us here. So there, the link is getting posted. So if anybody wants to join us, you can click on that link and it'll put you in the green room and I'll get you on screen. But yeah, uh, you know, there's tons of potential in those old Jeep trucks. It was weird because I've seen them on Craigslist and some of them, it's like, like some people don't understand what they have and other people do. You know what I mean? So you see... I've seen them for a couple hundred bucks all the way up to, you know, five, six grand. Um, That seems to be five or six grand seems to be like the average price of Mopars that haven't quite, you know, stuck with the uh, with the scene, you know, with the enthusiasts. But it's definitely coming, especially with with Wagoneers like that. People are going, oh, and they're seeing the potential there. Um, There's going to be some more built. I can almost guarantee it.
1: Well, I think right now, I never thought a time attack car. When you think Jeep Wagoneer, no, <laughs> not at all. Is is a Jeepster the
0: same thing? Is that is that a thing? A Jeepster? I believe so. I could be wrong. You're
1: be, don't get me lying. Yeah,
0: <laughs> you can get me lying. It's all right.
1: <laughs> there was a
2: guy who used to know that he was into those things. He had a, a Challenger and a Satellite, and then he got rid of them, and then he was buying Jeepsters because they were. This would have been mid 2000s or so but he was saying like they're so cheap compared to the the jeep wrangler type counterpart you know and they were a truck they were like a truck back end i guess and yeah, like nobody were, wanted them
0: back then i don't know how desirable they are now they were more reminiscent of like uh, a willys or a like okay pre, pre-cj i believe i don't know my jeep history i'm not too uh i'm not too up on that to be honest
2: okay Hey, Chris, your speaker is a little, I don't know, your mic's a little uh, scratchy. Is or, it? Yeah. You know, like if it's not plugged in all the way or yeah. something. Let's
0: see. Still scratchy or what? Oh, hair. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Aaron, well, yeah. It's not the end of the some, world. I might be getting some interference, too
1: I was crying like my wife was looking at me like I like like I had finally broken or something she was like are you okay and I was like you gotta watch this video (laughs) like I wasn't ready I was like holy shit Johnny did catch that audio and then just shows that guy in his chair and I was like oh my god (laughs) Uh. Yeah, right. you probably
2: should play that clip
0: <laughs> yeah <laughs> let us see if I can find it oh uh, yeah that was pretty funny oh. so I was uh trying to record one of the bonus episodes last night it was like 10 o'clock and my neighbor you know I, I give him the benefit of the doubt I'm a car guy too and uh he was in his at first he was in his garage just revving something it sounded like an ATV and I was like all right right you know and then after about <laughs> five to ten minutes of that he gets in his Subaru starts that thing up and those things are those things are loud, and uh, not as loud as like a muscle car, but they definitely can be heard. And um, and then just when I thought it was over, he starts his uh, diesel truck, and I was just like, "You have got to be kidding me! How many how many cars is he trying to start right now?" And it's like ten o'clock at night, and there's there's kids all over the place. I mean, my, it woke my wife up, she was asleep. It got my dogs crazy. It was a uh, it was not fun, but I'll uh, I'll get my, my revenge. <laughs> all right let me see if i can find it here I'm trying to make every time i share my screen like nothing bad would come up but i'm like all right let me just make sure this...
1: <laughs>
0: i'm not that stupid some
2: little
1: self nudes or something <laughs> uh, full, full burt reynolds yeah there, uh, in front of his van <laughs> Oh that's funny. Inside the van
2: on the bed. There you go. There you
0: go. (laughs) I think I think this one is sick. (laughs) Let me see if I can get this on here. Can you guys see that?
2: Yeah. Okay.
0: Try not to uh see if I can minimize it here. There we go. I have multiple screens, and when it pops up, I always lose track of where the one I want is. There it is. Okay. Let's see if this even plays on here. I'm not quite sure what to expect. There is a little foul language in this. I apologize. <laughs> I'm over here trying to record a podcast, and this idiot next door with the Subaru STI keeps starting and revving his car. It's really starting to piss me off right here on a Saturday night, you know? <laughs> Doesn't he know that... I have important things to do. (laughs) Oh, this is really starting to piss me off. I cannot edit out the sound of a Subaru STI from the podcast. (laughs) And it's really annoying the shit out of me right now. (laughs) I don't know if you guys can hear that. I know I can pick it up on my mic loud and clear. (laughs) I'm so pissed right now. I don't know what he's got going on with the garage but he'll start the STI <laughs> in a little bit and, then he'll in a garage, and I don't know if it's a ATV or what but he fires that thing up and revs the hell out of it and my dog's still crazy okay. <laughs> and then he shuts it off after about five minutes and then he goes back onto the Subaru starts it and sits there and now it's idling what
3: <laughs>
2: oh no excuse me now he's started his power stroke diesel
0: very cool <laughs> <laughs> Really fucking
3: up,
0: <laughs> maybe i should go out there and start the mr You know, what is it, 10 o'clock? Come on, guy.
2: You know what I mean?
1: <laughs> man, sometimes it just works out. <laughs> oh, man, it was perfect. Right. Let's get back to it. It was.
2: I, You know, I had uh, I had seen a video before with, like, somebody making engine noises, you know, like, and I was, I was like, let me see if I can find that. <laughs> and that guy came up. <laughs> The first guy came up and i was like oh this is like too good and then when i actually put it on the video and like started cutting him out and just having the sound and like chris's facial expressions in between <laughs> it, it like lined gold. up perfectly it was gold oh, man. <laughs> uh,
0: you know it's good uh, if my wife is like that was hilarious like, <laughs> <laughs> oh that's funny uh
2: yeah, that was good. That was good stuff.
0: This seems to be a question that we get every once in a while, and it's asking yeah, about yeah. Valaris. Um, I think we've said it in the past. At least I have. Uh, I don't have a problem with them, especially uh, if it's your entry, if it's your entry into Mopars. Yeah, go for it. Um, you definitely don't see them very often. I've seen more wing cars than Valari Roadrunners.
1: Really? Maddox, yeah, Maddox loves them. He loves the Valari stuff
2: yeah they're cool cars they are um from a if you you know you know how much i complain about a bodies i mean those things are at least big bolt pattern and disc brakes up front right out of the gate um so the the only problem with car like in california is the emissions they're freaking choked down they got vacuum lines everywhere you know they're they're not good for California. If you were gonna start off, you'd have to keep it absolutely bone stock in order to smog it and register it, and drive it here. But if you're anywhere else in the country and you don't have those kind of hassles, I'd say, yeah, it's a good entry-level car. They're cheap. You know, get your foot in the door, V8s usually, and uh good tool around in something like that. Make it cool, like the roadrunner yeah. and the uh the RT, those two are kind of
0: over the top you know with their spoilers yeah. and stuff oh yeah oh, what about what about the richard petty uh kit car one with the wide body the fender flares on it <laughs> that's like ahead of yeah. Its time
2: yeah definitely
0: it's pretty cool yeah they're definitely uh they're definitely cool cars and i know for a while i don't know if chris fields is gonna be reproducing since he got um schumacher I know that they had yeah. some swap kits for the, um, for those cars for like big blocks. I'm not sure if they did the modern Hemi stuff, but I'm sure that modern Hemi stuff is in the pipeline from somebody.
2: <laughs> yeah. I know last time I talked to him, I saw him cause he had a car show at his shop, uh, a few weeks back and I was asking him about it and he's got, he's just got a lot of stuff on order. He's just like backed up, you know, um, kind of that whole supply chain thing is
0: affecting him as well. Um, so. Yeah, that's i I'm just glad somebody got it because I was kind of worried that that company was priced a little too, I know we would be willing to buy the intellectual properties, but it sounds like, sounds like it's going to stay alive. And that's always a good thing. Cause I know that I've had people reach out to me for those swap parts, just because I'm in the Seattle area and I'm like, uh, I think he's selling his business. So. Yeah. Yeah, I think
2: it's too bad because I think, uh, I mean, you, you can't, I, I don't know. He, I think he got into some medical issues or something and That's the business like. slipped. Yeah, and then it's like, you know, you slip up a little bit like that and then it could start hurting your reputation, you know. And even myself, this was before Chris had bought it from him, but um, I would ordered a torque strap from them. And it was like months going by, months going by. And it's like, what the hell, dude? You know, I'm emailing the guy. and The guy would not freaking respond, which just pisses me off more. Last time I shot him an email and I'm like, look, dude, just, just tell me, like, are you ripping me off? You're, you know, cause you're not responding. I've shot multiple emails. You're not responding to me. Like you took my money. Like if you're not going to give me my money back, just tell me you're going to rip me off so I can be like done, you know? And then he's like, oh, you know, sorry, I'm back order on some components. And uh, he's like, I have a turquoise one. This is the part that attached to the K-member. I have a turquoise one. And uh, or do you want? He's like, I got black ones coming on order. Um, You want to wait? And I go, just send me the turquoise one. You know, I'll freaking rattle can it or something. No big deal. But... um, yeah, and I, I think Chris is having to kind of unravel a lot of that stuff because I think there were some issues with the vendors and stuff like that too. So he's having to re-go through, like new ven- get new vendors to make some of these parts. And I saw he, he did a post not too long ago. I think he's got the headers backed up and going, the Tri-Y headers, which I have a set on my duster for Big Block. Um, they're actually pretty awesome headers if you're – they're small tubes, so if you're looking for big horsepower, it's not really the way to go. But if you're making like a street car, and ease of fitment and stuff, those headers are pretty
0: awesome. So, I'm a little bit I'm a little bit more petty than you, Johnny. When I spent over a thousand dollars on headers and the mount kit for the big block in my Dart, um, I was under the impression that I was going to get a free T-shirt, and I didn't. So I, I reached out to them, was <laughs> like, man, no up that shirt and then uh, uh he sent me a shirt that uh it said engineswaps.com or whatever on the back and on the front it says uh size does matter uh, <laughs> uh, we got, well cool uh, i didn't get a shirt in my in chat. <laughs> <laughs> oh what do we have here oh this is a question that i'll entertain
1: uh Sean says, yeah
0: uh, do you think non-turbo 84 to 93 Daytonas will ever be desirable? Depends on who you talk to. They are desirable right now. <laughs> um, especially for guys who have turbo ones like me. I have a couple of turbo Daytonas, and um, the non-turbo's make perfect parts cars. Or if you want to get crazy, and, you know, there's other things you can do with them. Um, convert them to rear-wheel drive. Uh, I know I, I love those cars with I know a lot of people back in the day were v8 swapping them and you know there was a really cool one at uh mo party that was like a full-on drag car that thing was wicked i love that car um, i got some
1: pictures of it yeah will post they to the desirable page
0: yeah um they're definitely they're definitely um not as desirable as a lot of mopars obviously but uh the daytonas i think it, you know, and so many of them got lost to the wrecking yard, much like many other Mopars that we love. Vans, those were those were just scrapped like there was no tomorrow. And uh, every time a Daytona comes in one of the local yards here, um, I get very, very excited. Uh, but for some reason, it seems like you would think that if a Daytona came to a local pick and pull that nobody's got one around here. So, I mean, it should be ripe for the pick. And every time I get out there, they're like these jerks smash windows and like break taillights and stuff. And I'm like, man, we'll just leave shit alone. <laughs> you know what I mean? They steal the emblems, things like that. But, uh, I, I do love, I do love, uh, front wheel drive Mopars from the eighties.
1: That's saying that me with my 89 Daytona turbo. Yeah. <sighs> like I'm, I'm kind of itching to do something to it now that we've been talking about it a lot.
0: Yeah, You should.
1: Like, I don't know. <laughs> rear wheel drive with it <laughs> i mean we're probably gonna have to just just for what we're gonna what we're wanting to do with it
0: mm-hmm. yeah definitely johnny johnny how do you feel about the 80s mopars well i mean that
2: those cars were like right in the thick of my era you know Yeah. like that was that was me high school and getting out of high school and stuff i mean i i liked them it'll it when i during that time i was always upset because it's like if you look at the camaros from that era they're very similar to the daytona right they have very similar you know sharp angles and stuff and i was like why couldn't they just make the daytona a little bit bigger and put a freaking v8 in it you know and rear wheel drive if they had done that i would have been stoked but um they're cool cars, and I love them when they're converted into drag cars. I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't even keep one front-wheel drive. I, if I, if I had the money and the time and the effort, it, all that bullshit would come out and get back backhapped, and it would have a V8 under the hood and be rear-wheel drive. That would be, for me, what I would want. You know, Darrell Alderman was the man back in the day, late '80s, early '90s. So it's like that's, that's the shit for
0: me. You know, yeah. Big fat tires anytime you look up, yeah. Anytime you look up Daytona drag car, yeah, his car is gonna pop up. Uh-huh. Absolutely, yeah. I, uh, I, uh, you take Daytona and you put it next to eighty box body Mustang, they're pretty much the same size. So that's yeah. why I don't get why. Car, I mean, I I get why they did the front wheel drive because they were like. Trying to build a sporty Econo box because they were worried about fuel mileage back in the 80s. But I think they just said, uh, they should have said, screw it. They had enough front wheel drive cars. You know what I mean? Yeah, uh, they should have said, yeah. screw it. We're going to build a rear wheel drive car. Throw a, a throw 5.2 a in it, a little 3.18. <laughs> you know what I mean? That car, yeah. I guarantee they would have sold more Daytonas if they were rear wheel drive V8 cars. And there would probably be I a agree. lot of them on the road today battling because, I mean, you watch. Uh, uh, street racing on on YouTube, and there's always a FoxBot, because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. they're so light. I drove my buddy uh, back in the day, just out of high school. He had a uh, a notchback Fox body. I the year. It had a quarter and a five speed. And he's like, "Hey, can you drive?" And I was like, "Yeah, sure." So I'm driving this thing, and it was fun. I was like, "Wow, these things are light." I I'd never driven a Mustang. I didn't know what to expect, but even with the four cylinder, it was fun. Yeah. So I could only imagine. What a Daytona with a V8 and a five-speed would have would have been like. So that's where I think Chrysler missed the mark on that one.
2: No, it, it definitely did. I mean, it was there was a lot of shit going on. I mean, Leah Iacocca was saving the middle of saving Chrysler, and everything was going. You know, K cars, front wheel drive, and it was like that was the performance line. But I, I wish they had made it a. Uh, you know, it's like yeah, throw if you want to do a economy version, fine, put a four cylinder silver in it still make it rear-wheel drive but do a hypo version and put a v8 in there and you know i think it would have been a big sell if they had done it and you know a lot of guys like he talked to a lot of guys from that era there was a guy i knew that had one and to my surprise like i started talking about one and, and he was like oh yeah i had one of those he's like those cars are fast you know everybody's surprised how fast they were as a front-wheel drive turbo car they were they freaking hauled ass you know um for what they were you know for being a little four banger and stuff they actually kicked ass but i mean i was just i'm my roots were more into the v8s and rear-wheel drive cars Mm -hmm. and you know i think it would have been a better transition if they made it a a rear-wheel drive even like you said like leave it small make it like a mustang size car i mean obviously you could stuff a v8 in them they the drag
0: guys are doing it forever you know so yeah those cars um the biggest uh, you know speaking on the front wheel drive turbo stuff the biggest downfall of those cars is the turbo leg that my dad was telling me a story back when he has 85 he's at a at a like and like an 83 honda prelude rolls up next to him and he's like oh shit here we go and uh off the line the honda prelude said gone and i was like damn dad why'd you tell me this story (laughs) but uh yeah turbo lag turbo lag was a was a bitch but um yeah so uh daytonas they're cool in my book um side road happy holidays Happy holidays to everybody. I was actually thinking, so my wife and I have a tradition on Christmas Eve where we put together uh, our daughter's toys and stuff and maybe have a couple drinks. Um, If she goes (laughs) to bed early, I'm sure you guys are busy, but uh, I'm thinking about doing an impromptu uh, Christmas Eve live for a little bit. So if you guys get bored and you see me pop up there, feel free to join. Um, All right. Right on. Yeah. I don't know. I thought it'd be fun. Uh, Sean, I didn't know you had Turbo Daytonas. I've got a 92 Daytona ES three liter auto I did drive to work yeah um I, my dad had a new 85 and I grew up pretty much riding around in it so those cars have a, a hold a special place for me and uh my dad once he once I started doing the Mopar Hunter thing and then the podcast started my dad just started uh buying up these cars and one of them I actually found one it was a 87 it was a red 87 Shelby Z for 600 bucks and what had wow. happened was the guy the guy blew the uh, head gasket in it, took it to a shop to have it repaired. And on the way home, you blew the head gasket again and it parked it in a storage Gosh. unit. It's it's in pretty decent condition considering its age. So um, we did get a uh, another 2.2 turbo engine that had been sitting on a rack in this wrecking yard um, across the Puget Sound from us, uh, <laughs> like a three hour road trip over there. And the guy's like, yeah, this thing's been sitting here for years. I'm like, all right, well, hopefully everything Tested out good. It still had the tag that said compression was good. Everything looked good. So we're going to give that a shot. Um, so that's one of them. And then my dad sees on, I think it was, it was Facebook, I think on marketplace, this 87 Shelby CSX pops up. And those cars are numbered. Uh, and it's $180. And my dad was like, huh? He's like, I'll buy this thing. we see first in line. Boom. He went and got that thing. A uh, $180 <laughs> Shelby CSX. Um, the guy had torn it apart but it has all the parts and then um in another deal my dad bought for 400 dollars, he got a 84 um dodge daytona turbo z and a blue 87 shelby z so the rest technically mine and we're both going to kind of work, work on this together the 84 is his and um the 87 we got special plans for that maybe send it to louisiana or something i'm not sure yet but that would be pretty <laughs> cool and then uh my dad also has two other daytonas he's got a an 87 um pacifica so it's an automatic but the thing's got 30,000 original miles on it it is a cream puff um i wish it was a shelby z because it's black uh so he's got that one and then he's got an 86 uh dodge daytona um it's the cs the competition series that's black with the gold wheels and the gold stripe, right? t tops black leather um definitely a cool 80s car i don't talk about them much just because i don't have them like in my possession but um the red shelby is going to be coming home with me eventually but i've got i've got another project i gotta i gotta haul home first and i think that's going to happen sooner than i expected
1: that's exciting but yeah
0: yeah um the 92 daytonas uh my favorite years of the daytonas were like the 89 to I think the new style started in 92. I think it's 89 to like 91. I really like the Shelbys from there because they had the more refined. They look smoother on the outside. They weren't as like sharp. I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. When they changed the dashes, I wasn't too I wasn't too thrilled. Maybe it's because, um, I don't know. I felt they were a little bit too Mitsubishi for me. Um, I liked the uh, the dashes in the 80s cars better, but they're all cool. I mean, I wouldn't say no to a really clean one. And if I could find an IROC RT, those things back in the day, the 93, I think they were 93s, 92, 93 Daytona IROC RTs had like an I remember engine those. that was, I, I, yeah, I think the cylinder head was built by Lotus or something like that. Um, I got to do some more research on it. But uh, they did zero to 60 in six seconds. And for the early 90s, for a front wheel drive car, yeah. that's that's pretty snappy. You know, those uh, yeah, those cars are nothing to, uh, nothing to laugh pretty quick. Um, I'll probably be doing all the crazy front-wheel drive turbo cars that Chrysler was messing with that all had pretty impressive zero to 60 times. You know, you have the Spirit RT and a bunch of other fun cars. So we'll talk about those at some point. Um,
2: you know what I really liked was the Chrysler God. Conquest. The Chrysler Conquest was Me a bitchin' car. Yeah, rear-wheel drive. It's, it's funny. Yeah, exactly and they, the uh, wide body they, they did on that, like the first year was huh the first year was they ugly must... but when they did the bulged yeah. you know wheel yeah. wells oh freaking A man those cars were so nice
0: yeah i uh I, if it wasn't for the if it wasn't for the Mitsubishi thing i think they would have gotten a lot more love from Mopar guys hardcore Mopar yeah. guys like, f those things <laughs> you know what i mean but uh I've seen him with all sorts of V8s. I've seen him with um, Ford 351s. Uh, a guy I know, um, actually, he was a friend of my cousin. So we were at this little um, automotive uh, automotive shop or repair shop, and I got in my car and I heard a V8, right? And I look over and this, uh, it was a Starion. It was a Mitsubishi Starion, I believe. Same car. <laughs> the yeah. Starion pulls up and it's just rumbling the ground. And I was like, what in the hell is going on here? And he pulls in and I'm like. Hey, dude, you got a V8 in that thing? And he goes, "Yeah, it's a Ford 351." I was like, "Holy <laughs> shit." And he's like, "Yeah, he had for torque straps, he had to use chains." He's like, "I had to chain this thing." I was like, "What?" And he goes, "Yeah, this thing is nasty." Um, it looked a little hodgepodge, but uh it, it sounded it sounded nasty, but uh, um definitely uh there was a that was pretty badass. I don't I don't know if it was swapped, but if it was, I'd imagine it had an LS in it um he did not have the hood open uh so that that would be my guess but it was it was a little too wild for me but i've seen some um i would like a just a clean looking uh conquest or starian. i guess i guess i'd be open-minded but um just a looking stock but having a v8 like a hemi swap in it that would be that would be cool yeah for sure for sure Plymouth Laser Turbo. Good luck on finding a clean one of those. I haven't seen a clean Laser Turbo in a long, long time. It's like the. Uh, I actually I know someone that has a Chrysler Laser. Um, those are like uh, the Daytonas, but I believe you're talking about Laser that is um, more reminiscent of the Eclipse. Johnny Johnny Mopar deals of the 1980s. Car- yeah, I don't talk about him much because Johnny will always one up me. So there's no point. <laughs> <laughs> uh... Yeah, yeah, that was a big problem with those uh, Starians and the Conquests where the Mitsubishi V8s. I, I believe they had these pieces of shit 2.6 liter Mitsubishi uh, uh, four cylinders and they were just garbage. It's too bad, too, because that car had a lot of potential. And it's like what the Daytona should have been, rear-wheel drive, you know?
2: Yeah, yeah, but. absolutely. I think those cars were like the number oh. one stolen car in all of the United States back in the 90s. <laughs> I remember some seeing somewhere like the—and it was mostly like Honda Civics and stuff that were the, the high-theft cars. But that car was number one on the list. And it I must be because they were just wow. so easy to steal. I, mean, I don't know for sure, but, you know, I think back they then, were, you could just I'm, take a screwdriver.
1: Yeah,
0: yeah. They were, like, ahead of their time, you know, with all the electronics and stuff. Yeah. Um, Chrysler yeah. was definitely, like, you know, they had the talking cars, the electronic dashboards, um yeah which, which every time i go to the wrecking yard and i see a daytona i hope that it has the computer t- uh the computer that talks to you and uh the digital dash because i want one and they're super hard to find if i yeah. get that uh that would be nice but um
1: man what dude, the- back in go
0: the
2: ahead. 90s when i was going to the junkyard say well pretty much all the 90s um and early 2000s like daytonas and i don't know all those k cars the boneyard was full of those cars man they just went to the crusher in droves
0: it's pretty wild the one cool thing about some of them it is uh about some of them is that uh I know that LeBarons, certain years of LeBarons had the uh, what Chrysler called the enthusiast seats, which were like the super fancy leather seats with the um, the power seat controls on the like the lower lumbar or the the lower portion of the seat. Um, yeah. And sometimes because most of the people that drove LeBarons were, I mean, let's face it, elderly or older folks that really took care of their stuff. So the biggest shame yeah. in it is you'll go and you'll find a really nice seat but you can tell that it's been sitting in this wrecking yard for a couple months and it's already got mold and mildew on it, or people have laid parts on it and put holes in them. Uh, it pisses me off too. I'm like, no,
1: why did you do
0: that? Uh, Cause I need a couple seats for my time.
2: There's a guy up the street that has one of those, uh, it, it's a Maserati. It's basically the Chrysler Baron, but it's the oh, Maserati yeah. version of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Is, is that, does a... that have a different engine or is it a, is it the same motor as the little Baron?
0: I believe it has a, cause that was like a, um, a joint effort with Maserati. So, yeah. um, I'm trying to remember all the information on it. It's like the TC, uh, they call it the TC and it's, it's branded as a Maserati car. And it's yeah. funny. I was just talking about this. I think I mentioned it on my podcast last night. Cause I was talking about the Dodge Viper and, um, yeah. the, when the Viper was coming out, they almost didn't want to spend the I think it was seventy million to get the Viper into production. And what was funny was that TC, that car, failed so miserably that I believe it was Bob Lutz, um, was scared to like go into another crazy venture like that. But they pulled the trigger on the Viper because it had such a crazy um uh response from the public when it was shown at I think it was like the Chicago auto show people were just blown yeah. away with that concept car and so Chrysler pretty much had no choice but to produce it and when you think yeah. like 70 million sounds like a shitload of money but considering of what they were going to build you know and they really didn't have anything I mean you had the Daytonas and whatnot but by 92, 93 they were starting to die out and then uh, they really didn't have much in the way of sports cars you know so they come out with the craziest American sports car, you know, ever made. <laughs> you know, because yeah. all all of the real competition for that car at the time was the Corvette, you know, not including Italian exotics and things like that. But um Yeah. Yeah, the it was kinda the, Vi- the Viper. I,
2: it was like a I mean it was viewed as sort of a, a cobra, a Shelby cobra, mm-hmm. you know, but in modern time, yeah, there, there was really nothing else like it in that
0: that time. <clears throat> no what a cool car i think i told this story once but i was at a <laughs> i was at a taco time with my dad and i was super young when they came out you know I, I think i was seven years old i was at a taco time in seattle with my dad and a uh a green honda del sol pulled into the parking lot and i go i go looked at a viper <laughs> and uh it was one of the only times i've ever seen my dad look at me disappointed and like make me feel like a moron <laughs> he's like that's not a viper and I was like, "Oh, <laughs> sorry." <laughs> and looking back, I, I probably would have did the same thing. Like, uh, "Get out of here, <laughs> get out of here, kid! You're not <laughs> Oh, Shit. But yeah, that's that's a funny little story about me and the Viper, <clears throat> or the Honda Del Sol, I should say. <laughs> but a uh, Viper, <clears throat> it's a poster car. I would love to have one. I think I don't think I can. I don't think I can leave this earth without at least owning one one time. Because uh, any time that people talk about a car that feels like it's trying to kill you must be fun to drive. Yeah. I hear that every every magazine review or everyone you talk to that has a Viper say, this thing is like it's trying to kill you. So I'm like, okay, now I'm curious. <laughs> you know what, I mean?
1: <laughs> what was it? <laughs> Top Gear. Did you ever see the Top Gear where they turned the – it was it had Tanner – I think it was Tanner Faust was the host, the drift guy. They turned him They turned them loose in a town, and the whole objective was to stay away from an uh, like an Apache attack helicopter. Oh wow! And he had three chances that. to. He had like three chances to get away, and they just turned him loose in this shut down town uh, in a Viper, getting chased by an Apache. Did he get away? Oh God, no! I mean, it's no. a, <laughs> it's an Apache, but I mean, it was it was damn good television to watch.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm gonna oh, have to look that up. Awesome. I wrote that down <laughs> um, Sometimes when I'm sometimes there's been periods of time I should say Where I've just gone on YouTube and gone down rabbit holes of people with vipers and doing reviews on vipers and like I love the I love the videos that are like, uh, I bought the world's cheapest insert making car here <laughs> Yeah, I always get lost in those YouTube videos just because I'm like, how much did you pay for that thing? And they're usually shit boxes. Um, but uh yeah, what was, was that
2: favorite. Canadian guy that that built a 70 Cuda out of one like he it was a V10 viper turbocharged and he took it against like an F40 Ferrari Enzo Ferrari. You've seen that?
0: I have not seen there's, that one either.
2: Uh-oh. Oh my God there's well, there's this wow. Canadian car builder. he had his own TV show uh, but he built a 70 Cuda pretty sure it was 70. might have been a 71, but I'm pretty sure it was a 70. It's like green. It looks, I believe it was Viper green, but he took all the drivetrain out of a Viper and put it in this car to see which would go faster. It was pretty funny because he was like, um, I think the Ferrari went, I want to say it was like 200 miles an hour or something like that. And he said in the Cuda, because in the Cuda, he actually, the, the chrome trim popped out because the wind pressure was so high. So they had to tape all the seams around the car he took it out again and he i think he got it up around 180 or 190 and he said the car still had more but he didn't have the balls to take it that high because the car had so much it's not like a ferrari where it's so aerodynamic you know the car is not very aerodynamic in comparison but it definitely made the power god i gotta i gotta look that up
0: see if i can find that the crazy thing about something like you have to understand that the amount of engineering that Ferrari puts into their vehicles. To have a car builder, you know, and this isn't taking anything away from car builders, but they don't have a team of engineers. You know what I mean? Right. To help them engineer this car to be able to handle high speeds like that, and uh, the fact that he that he built that car to be able to to you know produce results like that is insane. That's crazy. Sorry.
2: Okay, if you look up Super Cuda 208 miles per hour versus Ferrari Enzo on YouTube, you'll find it. Okay. Super Cuda 208 miles per hour. Wow. So I was wrong. I guess he took it to 208 miles an hour. Yeah, <laughs> It's been a while since I saw the video, but it is... Fucking phenomenal I mean and, and they, they took it on a big like a NASCAR racetrack like you know big banks on you know to get up to the high speed I don't think it was NASCAR I think it was a test, test track or something like that somewhere but just insane wow. it's awesome to watch
0: <laughs> when are we going to start a parts swapper section of the Facebook page here's why I didn't start that because i i started the um mcom page uh and when i created it i didn't want it to be a uh page because those always get spammed and there's so many of them that i thought eh, the best thing to do would be uh to just go into i think you can go into the discussion area of um the motley crew and just post in there um i believe you can do that Uh, I would have to look when I'm not logged in as, um, the admin, but, uh, you should be able to post, um, just in the general, in the general feed and, uh, you can post whatever you want. It just won't end up, it won't be something that you can, cause what people do is they'll post on Facebook marketplace and then you can choose like a shitload of different groups to post, to repost that post in. So... I see all sorts of stuff come through uh, my other for sale page and it just gets, it gets clogged up and it's hard to admin. The MCOM page is just so that we can share all of our content. Um, but if you, if you really want to post something, uh, you have to work something out. Larry says, anyone want a nice 74 satellite custom wagon, 73,000 original miles and no rust ruster dense 318 tow package daily driver. I mean, do I probably not. That's only because I have other projects lined up right now. Um, A 74 satellite custom wagon. I know Johnny's got a lot of wagons. And wagons are hot right now, dude. So uh, there is a – what page is that? There's a group. um, I think it might be uh, Mopar four-door drivers or something like that. But uh, I would would imagine you could post it in there or share it on one of the – there's got to be a wagon page too, a Mopar wagon page. There has to be um i'd I'm be surprised sure if there wasn't but um, there uh, is definitely there's definitely a, a a market for those things um with certain folks
2: i mean i want it but uh i have too much shit going on so but larry where are you and how much do you want for it just out of curiosity in case somebody's watching this dude my my buddy john jones i've told mentioned him before he took a saddle or i think it was a cornet wagon um maybe like a 71 or 72 and he put a 72 charger front clip on it I actually he had a buddy that started the build and the fenders on a charger do not line up with the cornet you know that generation so he had to cut the fenders in half and I think it was the top half of the charger fenders with the bottom sides of the the wagon fenders And he welded them together to make the car flow into each other. So this thing was freaking awesome because it had the, you know, like 72 charger grill uh, hideaway headlights with the wraparound bumper and stuff. And he had a bulge hood on it and then it just flowed into the wagon from there. And it looks so freaking perfect. Like I couldn't believe how good it looked because conceptually, if I had tried to sell you guys verbally on this, you know, idea, you would say, no, this doesn't sound like it's going to work. But he actually had it sitting there. And man, for the longest time, I always thought about asking John if he'd want to sell it. And, uh, you know, between different houses, not having the space, not having the money or whatever. One day I go over there and the car is gone. And I'm like, Ah. what happened to the Charger wagon? And he goes, oh, I crushed it. I didn't do anything with it. And I was just, I needed to get rid of it for space. And I'm just like. Why didn't I ask? Why didn't I ask? And actually, because of that, that's why I told him like, I don't know how many years ago I told him about the 70 coordinate wagon that I got from him. I planted the seed back then. If you ever get rid of the 70 wagon, be sure you let me know. So I don't know. It's been like seven, eight, 10 years went by and he finally said, you know, do you want that wagon still? I was surprised he even remembered, and I'm like, hell yeah, I want that
0: wagon. <laughs> so Man, I got the seventy Cornette wagon. Cool. Yeah, at least. I'm curious to but, see what your plans are for the wagons, dude. What do you got planned for them?
2: Uh, so for the seventy, nothing's planned yet. I if when I get to it, it's probably just dropping a drivetrain in it and rolling it. But um, for the 69, it's really close. I mean, it runs, but the floors are very rusty on that car. So I really need to patch the floors, and I just don't have the time and bandwidth right now. I thought about buying the patches and then just dropping them in over the rusty floors just to get me by. So that's a possibility. Um, And then I just want to roll it. I want to leak. The rear end is leaking. When I took it into the muffler shop. It was dripping on the trailer. It's got an eight and a quarter in it. So I need to pop that thing out. I have an eight, and three quarter B body. I can put in there. So I need to go through that rear end, put it in the car, do the floors. And then I think I can roll it, you know? So I'm pretty excited about it once I can get to it, because I really want that car to be like my tall gear highway car that I can go long distances with, you know, sure. and, uh, yeah. You know not be limited to i don't know around the house or you know because the gas mileage is so bad or the gears are so low or whatnot you know so
0: yeah wagons those are those are a hell of an investment right now johnny i think you're sitting on a little mini gold mine too if you ever decided hey you know what i don't have time for wagons i think you're gonna come up on those pretty big
2: (laughs) Yeah, I, I mean, there's been a, plenty of times where, I don't know, dude, it's funny, because, I mean, I've, I've been into them just because I like them, but like the Chargers, the second-gen Chargers, I mean, they've always been popular, but back in my day, they, they were still attainable and really cheap, and, you know, me snatching them all up, I was kind of like ahead, way ahead, probably like 20 years ahead of everybody else, like, seeing what I was seeing, you know? <laughs> And then, of course, when I started letting some of them go, I let them go probably, I don't know, 10 years too soon. <laughs> I'd be a millionaire now if I had freaking kept them this long. Gosh. But uh, <laughs> at least I have a few. But, yeah, I think you're right on the wagons. I'm, you just, you never see them. You do not see them at all anymore. They are completely gone. You never see them on the road. Uh, I mean, I've seen a few in the boneyards back in the day. But to be honest with you, other than maybe a kid, which I wouldn't, I just wouldn't remember seeing them or paying attention to them, you know. But aside from that, through the '90s and stuff, I don't, I
0: don't even remember seeing any on the road back then, you know. Yeah. They were just. Uh, yeah, I, I know that the Coronet, the uh, Hellcat swap Coronet nine passenger wagon, and mobile parties going to definitely inspire. Some oh people. yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, so. All right, fellas, I gotta, I gotta step Um, off. Irvin's in the house. All right, taking off. All right, Matt. Yeah, head out, guys.
0: Dude, absolutely. I'll see y'all later. All right, buddy, we'll see you later. (laughs) We're probably gonna shut it down here soon anyway. Later, bud. Um, See ya. But uh, until we shut her down, we've got Irvin in the house. What's up, buddy?
3: Hey, brother. I just, I I have a day off. I (laughs) I had the Sunday off, so uh, as soon as I saw you guys on, I was like, (laughs) dude. But you guys caught me on a cruise. I, I, just, I just finished cruising. I'm outside my job right now, but the shop's closed, so we have everything closed. So I'm outside, so earlier, the connection was a little shitty, and I couldn't connect. Um, but I'm out here in the car. I don't, know, I don't know if you guys can hear it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes, we can hear it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, man, just been chilling all day. Sweet. So you just right been on. rolling the Charger around, cruising? Yeah, dude. We've got to take advantage of this weather because uh, earlier in the week, I'm sure you, uh, Johnny, you've you seen how wet it was. Um,
2: Actually, I've been in Minnesota all last oh, week. Really? Yeah, I was in Minnesota, so it was like snowy, cold, wet. <laughs> but I, I did get a, a Charger for – or a, a Challenger for a rental car, so – that was an RT. That was pretty nice. I couldn't do anything with it. I was actually really afraid of, you know, not being able to drive on those very icy wet surfaces. <laughs> there was a few times just, just leaving lightly on the throttle. It's like those cars do not really lean into the power very well. Like they just kind of go off and on, you know, it's just like, bam. Those <laughs> so it was just like, whoosh, you know, but a uh, bitching car, definitely a bitching car.
3: Oh, that's nice. Um, that's good, man. My uh, it's it was raining like uh, a couple of days ago. We had a we had some heavy rain, um, and then the next day, or the the um, I want to say Thursday, it wasn't rain, but it was just kind of like that mist all day, and yeah. the roads were just completely wet. And it was like you know, it it wasn't safe to even drive at high speeds or anything. Like you just had to be really careful and watch what what throttle you had it on, because it it was like that. But today it's nice and sunny, and I mean, I mean, you know, it's Cali weather, so I decided yeah. just you know what, take the car out, just drive for a bit, windows down, sunroof open, mm-hmm. and just enjoy life, brother.
0: Right on. Yeah. Um, we got a question in the chat. Let's see what you guys think about this one. Uh, what's your favorite movie car? And uh, Sean says any answer but the Bull Charger is the wrong answer. I have a different one, but I'll let you guys go first. Mm. Movie car? Movie sure Mopar? You know.
3: Huh? Movie Mopar? That has to be a Mopar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's a tough one.
0: He's trying not to say the Charger from Fast and the Furious.
3: <laughs> I, was gonna, I, was gonna say, I was gonna say charger from joe dirt <laughs> yes there you go
0: nice all right urban's um, is the is a joe dirt daytona that's awesome definitely one of my yeah. favorites
2: i one of my one of my favorite movies is uh the old original cannonball not cannonball run but cannonball there's a uh with what's his name Dean the Kung Fu guy? Um, um Carradine? Yeah, Carradine. Yeah. He David did the Carradine, first. Has David Kerradine, yeah. Yep. He did yep. a, a movie called Cannonball, and it was like back from the late 70s, and there was a I believe it was a 68 Dodge Charger in there. It's the bad guy car. So what? that would have to be my favorite. My Without word? saying it's hazard.
0: Huh? Uh-huh what's up no go for it uh chris mine uh, mine really isn't like a a featured mopar but it was definitely in the movie and had a prominent scene and that was um big willies uh 69 daytona in the first the opening scene of two lane blacktop they had the international brotherhood of street racers in this scene and uh the first uh one of the first cars you see is Big Willie's Charger Daytona. And I believe he was he was either doing a burnout or he was, like, launching off the line, and they were racing on the street. Super cool. And I knew that when I first saw the movie, um, I had already started learning about Mopar history and stuff. So I knew that the Charger looked familiar, and you can see them wearing the International Brotherhood of Street Racers vests. So um, that, to me, that is the coolest Mopar movie history because it was real, and it wasn't built or bought specifically for whatever movie it was in, like the Fast and the Furious Chargers or the General Lees or anything like that. That car was a car that was already very well-known and kind of locally famous in California, and they gave him a, a little quick spot in a movie, so that will probably always be one of my favorites. If not, uh, probably my favorite.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Christine.
3: Oh, shit. There's Christine.
0: Sad. Christine's a good one, definitely. Uh-oh. Johnny, Dennis is trying to call you, buddy. <laughs> oh.
2: <laughs> yeah, I saw you call. I didn't answer because I was on this. <laughs> I'll call hey, you back. Chris. So how do you hey,
3: wow. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was going to say,
2: how how do you share something? Like, share? you have to share a screen to share a picture
0: of something? Uh, I. I think so. Do you guys have the same option I do at the bottom for uh, sharing, or yeah. no?
2: It says share screen. I yeah, mean, so I'm if you
0: click it. on yeah, if you click on that, you should be able to see what you would be sharing on screen. Let's see screen share. Too hard. Sean says that the white Daytona Big Willie race was restored five miles from where I live. That's awesome. That's a fun fact right there. Yes. They actually I want one of the 118 scale replicas of his car but it's like $500 on eBay and I just can't justify that price.
3: <laughs> I would love to see Whoa. that car in person. Oh. Uh. Hey Chris, quick question. What's up buddy? Uh I don't know if it was in your uh podcast but were you the one that mentioned that all the the chart well not the chargers but the first charger in the first movie of fast and uh, fast and the fears it was a prop right it didn't have that blower it wasn't even a hemi it was all a prop it was all messed up so this the
0: first time you see the car in the garage right it does it does have a real hemi in it but it's a first generation hemi not the second generation (laughs) but it does have a blown hemi in it from what i understand they put that engine in the car specifically for that close up shot. And as that scene was recorded, they yanked it out. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think <laughs> uh, I saw Fast
2: and Furious Nine, I think it was the most recent one. And they were doing a lot of like throwback stuff, kind of tying stuff together. And I remember there was like a 392 Hemi, blown 392 Hemi there, which was like, okay, that's the engine that was in. That seventy charger, ah. you know, so it's kind of cool that they did that. Yeah, um, and then there was just a, a wedge, four hundred and forty wedge, I guess, like he was wrenching on it, um, and it was in the background of one of the earlier Fast and Furiouses. So it was okay. pretty, pretty cool. I I don't know if I did it right, but I did do like try to screen share that a wagon. Can you
0: see anything? On your end, Chris? I cannot see anything. on. I can't see anything on my screen, but my, my feed has been lagging a lot, so I don't know how much of my how much of what I've been saying has been getting caught and uh, glitching out. But um, we're okay. probably going to get going here in a couple of minutes anyway. I don't see anything, Johnny.
2: Okay. I don't know how to... It's It looks like it's showing next to... Well, Let's see. Sure.
0: Yeah. I don't know. Oh, wait, like a I, got some, I got me. some. I got something here. Hold on. Okay. There you go.
3: There it is. There you go. Nice. Ooh, that's Ooh. a
0: badass wagon. I like that. I like that.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Tina.
0: People with mopars, you know, they. It seems to me like people like you either have to have uh, an e body or a two door b body to have fun with mopars, and that's absolutely not true. Look at that wagon. Yeah. That thing is sick. Yeah. Oh um, that thing's nice. I would drive the hell out of that thing.
2: <laughs> oh hell yeah. Hell yeah. I love that thing, man. Sixty eight cornet wagon. Uh I think it's in Europe, if I remember right, the plates were European, so somebody in Europe has it now. Oh, wow. Perfect patina, all, patina on it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's another and thing. That, that's another thing that's not mentioned enough. In comes to moments and that's that name another american car manufacturer where the wagon resembled any of their muscle cars yeah. i can't think of any
2: oh
0: you know the, I mean? the chevelle they did with the chevelles they had a chevelle oh wagon. yeah that's right that's right you're right yeah yeah you're absolutely right with the chevelle wagon this is still more bass
3: than that <laughs> oh uh, for sure all i can think yeah, about I is the, chevy about the chevelle had, um, wagon. Caprice. didn't chevy caprice have a yeah, wagon as well
2: they did. Uh, yeah. Um that would be like nineties, right?
3: Oh that yeah. yeah, never mind. That is a nice. Yeah. Well back in the
0: late sixties, um, uh Johnny's right, only the Chevelle or Malibu wagons. Um yeah. but uh, these still look these still look better in my opinion. Um gosh, yeah, that's oh, how insignificant those Chevelles are. As I didn't even remember <laughs> those things. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah, B body wagons, man, that's just so freaking sweet i love that car yeah uh,
0: yours could look just like that johnny
2: (laughs) yeah mine's not quite patina mine has got a repaint on it it looks like it was originally white somebody painted it yellow and then they painted it white again so it doesn't have (laughs) any of the breakthrough it's got legit rust in the bottom of the doors and the floors Uh, yeah but
0: do you have the wrap on the roof
2: Mine is not a roof rack. So that that one right there is a 440 model. The 500 model, I believe, also came with the rack. But mine is a deluxe, awesome. which is the bottom of the line. It did not come with roof okay. rack. But I, I do have a roof rack. So nice. I'm thinking uh-huh. about putting it on there. Yeah. Yeah. The guy yeah, was, was partying awesome. out a Plymouth B-body. And, uh... uh went to buy parts off of it for something i can't remember what now but i think it was the doors for another 68 cornet wagon that i got from my buddy john jones for a while um long story short gave the car back to him and but i i got the roof rack from that parts car and uh yeah i was like you can't find those things do those things go for a mint those roof racks on those wagons (laughs) they're probably worth more than the rest of the car. It's insane. Wow. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's freaking crazy. wild. What yeah, a good guy!
0: The lines on that wagon are so cool.
2: Yeah, absolutely. The, those just, <laughs> they look perfect to me. I mean, just wagon and, you know, like the 68 to 70B bodies are just, they're not quite square. They're kind of square, but smooth, you know? And, you you know, of course, B-Bodies, in my view, they're like the perfect size car. But as a wagon, it's just, it's perfection, man. Uh, I've seen a lot of guys will put the Super B hoods on them with the dual scoops. But yeah, I what I wanted to do to mine was put the bulge hood on it, like the um, like the Super B. It's just a small bump, so it's kind of uh, not so in your face. It's a little more subtle, yeah. which I think would look perfect on a car like that, you know.
3: Hey Johnny, what what wheels what wheels are those right there on the wagon? Uh, are are they like those uh, American Racing?
2: Yeah, those are American Racing wheels. Those are probably like seventeens, if I had to guess. They're a little bit bigger than 15s. Um Low profile oh, yes. tires on it. Those look like the. I mean, they look sick
3: on that car, dude.
2: Yeah, they look good. Oh, yeah, they set the car off. I mean that that just looks perfect. I'd roll uh, that car all day just... long. <laughs>
0: Wagons just look so good when they're slammed.
3: Yeah, for sure. Yeah, hundred percent. I agree on that one too. They do look different. They, 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 you know, there's no other car out there that just looks the same when it's lowered like that.
2: All B bodies look good low, but yeah, wagons especially. I'll definitely be dropping the ass on mine when I get the rear end all swapped out and everything. It's gonna be low.
3: Yeah,
2: that's fun
3: hey uh, uh very quick uh, w- there's a Chrysler that's a two door I might be wrong but it's a it's a, it's I want to say uh, a, a crossfire the Chrysler crossfire Hmm. Mm-hmm. I' seen one with a 5.7 hemi swap and I, and I was just like really? really I was tripping because that's something that Dodge or should I say Chrysler should have done. When yeah. they released that car, yeah. it, it, I'm sure that car just died out. It wasn't selling; nobody liked it. I mean, I mean, it wasn't. I mean, I think I don't know. I don't know exactly the engine that it had originally. I know it was a V6 or maybe a 2.4. I'm not too sure. I'm not 100 sure. But I looked up a video after seeing a short clip of a 5.7 Hemi swapped, and man, dude, that thing pulls. I and mean, you think about the body of that car; it's very light as it is with yeah. a, a five-five-seven in it. It sounds mean, dude. I mean, it's just like the, it's like Chris said about the 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 Prowler. You know, like you know, if it, if if it wasn't released then and it was released now, a lot of people would probably enjoy it better, or not enjoy it better, but they I
2: just, would appreciate I more. I don't understand the marketing of these guys. You know, it's like these guys got their <laughs> head so far up their ass or something like that. Like they just don't understand. the label. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. I mean, if, yeah. if you said millions of dollars into designing these cars. Like, the Crossfire is a very good-looking car on the front end. I think the tail end of it is nasty. But, yeah, yeah. I mean, this V6 in there, it's like, if they put a V8 in there, it would be a badass car. And the same thing with the Prowler. Prowler would be a badass car if it had a V8 in it, you know? It's oh, like, yeah. And what the?
0: F- what are you guys you thinking? <laughs> and even with the history of Chrysler, they should have, if you're going to put a V6 in it, at least Turbojet. You know what I mean? It's yeah yeah but yeah, the problem with uh especially the crossfire was all the mercedes dna that's in that car that's uh that's yeah, a big the problem with those thing things especially. yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> but hopefully uh this uh news about the hemis going bye-bye is really uh disheartening for me um i think they're making a huge mistake getting rid of the hemis and i think a, i think they are too it's a huge it's- mistake
2: it's- if you're going to go, you want to push electric, I mean, I think that's fine. Go ahead and try it. Do it. But do it in parallel. Like, -hmm. to go ahead and, you know, I don't know, cut off the freaking, one of the baddest freaking platforms you guys have ever come up with, you know, and announce you're going to kill it. And, you know, if you listen to, like, what Tony, uh, Uncle Tony was talking about, which I I think he's on to something. I think that they are going to I think bringing back think- a direct connection name was is a ploy into the electric cars, DC, you know, and they've already talked mm-hmm. about and given hints that they're coming out with a electric car. Um, it's all fine. I, I don't really have anything against it, um, but I would do them in parallel. You know, it's like if if they don't take off quite like you had hoped, maybe, you know, at least keep your your high performance line going along, you know and see what happens cuz i think there's going to be a lot of guys it's going to take a while to get guys convinced especially the older guys convinced that you know electric performance cars are the way to go i think even if even if that was the norm today i mean honestly like at a drag strip i don't have anything against electric cars but i don't want to see them racing gas driven cars like they should be just different classes you know put all the electric cars together and run put all your gas engine cars together and run. And even if the gas engine cars were slower, you know, just hearing the thump of the explosions coming out of all of the cylinders is like, to me, that's what it's all about. You know, it's like, why do Harley sound the way they sound? You know, it's, it's part of their, what they are. You know, you could put a muffler on those things and make them sound like a freaking Honda and they'll be quiet as hell. But do you think anybody would buy them? Probably um, not. You know, there's a reason they I do know, it. Huh?
0: Yeah. It just seems to me, it seems to me like they are going to kill off the enthusiast movement that they work so hard to build. It seems like it hasn't even reached its peak yet. And now they're like, all right, we're going to take everything you guys love away. <laughs> I, I think it's going to backfire on.
2: I think so too. I, I think they're trying to force feed you. I think what they're trying to do is they're going to cut you off, you know, not give you an option it's like they had their way they just want to cut you off all the high performance gasoline cars and force feed you electric performance cars you know and it's like yeah like i said i don't have any problem against the electric cars but it's not what i want i'd rather have a gas driven car and when we don't have gas pumps anymore and stuff like that then fine you know then i'll drive the electric car but I don't know. I'm not ready to make the leap of faith right now.
0: No, absolutely not. Well, I, I'm totally open for them to build an electric muscle car, but for God's sakes, don't take away the Hellcats or any of the Hemis and replace them with yeah. turbocharged V6s. <laughs> Why? Why are they doing that to us? I don't know. I, I think it's going to backfire. I hope it doesn't. And once I started hearing the like concrete evidence that they were, like, um, they were really going to do that, I yeah. I had really wanted to campaign to be this chief donut maker. Right? Uh, I don't know if I could sit there if they were telling me, "Hey, man, you gotta you gotta be on board with all this electric stuff and the Hemi's are going away." I don't know if I would be able to sit there with a straight face and not go, "Are you guys out of your fucking minds?" <laughs>
2: like,
0: yeah, I, I yeah. can't. no way. So yeah, um, I think that well, that dream for me is dead. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's
2: like it's like at work. I mean, I'm a small. I'm a, I'm just a small technician where I work and it's like all these decisions made by people that make a lot more money than, than I do. It's just, I I don't know where they come up with this shit. You know, it's like, they, they just want it faster, sooner and uh, no resources to do it and it costs no money. And it's like, there's just seems like there's no common sense. There's such a huge disconnect between the people calling the shots and the people doing the work. And this feels a lot like that. Like some freaking guy that, you know, the CEO or somebody high in the ranks has decided electric cars are the way to go. They are the wave of the future. And we want to get in front of that. And it's like, but you guys aren't connected with the grassroots people, the guys that are buying the Hellcats and they're, they're buying the RTs and they're buying the Scat Packs. the guys that are, that have kept the company alive for the last, you know, whatever, 15 years or so. You know, with all of this new modern enthusiasm, high performance enthusiasm and stuff, it's like you guys are going to pull the carpet right out from underneath them, you know, and you're just basically what you're saying is, oh, well, fuck you, you know, tough shit. Here's an electric car, buy it, you know, (laughs) and it's like, I don't know, that kind of turns me off.
0: Yeah, it does. It really does. It's 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 going to be really hard for them. I, th- I don't think they understand what they're about to do. And maybe maybe that's why we've gotten such cool shit the past few years, because uh, they knew that it was all going to go bye- bye-bye. So they're like, oh, let's just give it one last hoorah, and hopefully they don't hate us. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, it's like, How could you do that? How could you build the most badass American muscle cars from the modern era? And then just yeah. pull the rug out from under everybody, <laughs> you know? Uh, yeah, I don't
2: know. Yeah. I mean, usually, usually these decisions are made because of money, you know. And it's like, if the sales were suffering, then it's like, I mean, they probably wouldn't even plan on, you know, ending the line of the cars two years from now. They would end it now. You know, it's like, yeah. oh, our sales are suffering. We're gonna we're gonna kill this line of cars. Uh, I don't know. I they just. They think they see something that I obviously can't see, you know, but you know, I could be wrong.
0: I could totally be yeah. wrong. But I don't know. I don't if, get it. If if they kill the Hemi before one of those ends up in a Chrysler Pacifica minivan, I'm gonna be pissed. <laughs> they had to <laughs> they had to do that one time. I mean come on, guys. <laughs> you know, yeah. we bought enough of your shit. Give us one crazy car for the guy with eight kids <laughs> that <They> just his <laughs> wife won't let him even he can't even fit all his family in a Durango so he's like what am I going to do I was hoping that they'd get a, a Pacifica out there with the with the Hemi in it but I guess that's not going to happen
3: so is the Hemi done like officially for all platforms whether it's the Challenger Charger or are they going to continue doing it for the truck
0: that's it, it sounds like they're going bye-bye with the Hemi's period Um really I kind of wondering yeah I was kind of wondering the same thing about the trucks i it seems like most of the talk has been focused in the car lineup but i imagine if they're getting rid of the hemis all of them are going to go bye-bye which is crazy to me because i'm like okay what are they gonna are they gonna put a turbocharged v6 in uh you know a ram 2500 or is it gonna be you're either gonna get an eco diesel or you're gonna get god i could imagine they're gonna come out with an electric truck and then you got to come in so who knows um let's uh let's try to end on a positive note if, if this is even a positive note but uh sean sean coming strong with these uh turbo mopar questions he asks do you guys like hard top 87 to 95 LeBarons, or am i the only weird some bitch that's into those i'll tell you a fun fact those cars the hard tops in mexico were known as phantoms and uh i i like daytona's better but if I needed a cheap driver and I could find a turbocharged one with all the options, hard top black, um, you know, for a thousand bucks. Yeah, I drive the hell out of it. Now, would I spend a bunch of money modifying it? Probably not. But uh, I don't have a problem with them now. I do have a problem when they're all like loaded, like what grandma would have. Then I'm like, OK, you know, it doesn't do anything <laughs> for me. But I have seen a couple of Cooler Barons in my in my life. So I say I do like them. Yes. Do I pursue them? No. But do I like them? Yes.
2: I, I always thought that the hard tops were cool. If I was going to ever roll one of those, I would have rather had the hard top, not the convertibles. Freaking everybody had the convertibles, but I'm just not a convertible guy. I'm just not a fan of them. So,
3: no, no yeah, definitely, definitely agree with Johnny. Um, not a convertible mm-hmm. guy. Every car, every car that comes out convertible, I'm, I'm always picturing them hard tops. So, <laughs> so I'm <laughs> out to say, yeah, the hard tops are pretty sick. <laughs> I'll tell you what. If uh, we'll
0: end on this. Because we've got an hour and 20. If you put one of those LeBarons up against a Thunderbird of the same years, I'll pick the LeBaron every time. (laughs) Even though you could get the Thunderbird with, I think you could get them with a five liter, but yeah, no no Fords for us. Um, Thanks for joining (laughs) me today, guys. This was completely impromptu and it turned out to be a pretty fun episode as usual. So no surprise there, Johnny, tell them where they can get all your fun content. Uh,
2: YouTube. Go to YouTube. Look up Johnny Mopar. I'm not going to mention Facebook anymore because people try to friend me there. I just don't pay attention there. and no. I don't, I don't like vetting people, you know, so I don't even bother. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can also find me on Instagram, Johnny with a, what would you call it? Underscore. And then Mopar, or maybe there's no space. I don't even remember. <laughs> uh, Anyway, look up Johnny Mopar on Instagram. You'll find me and the, the uh, Motley crew of Mopars on Facebook. That's where you can find me. Yes, sir. That'd be a better place on Facebook.
3: So, yeah,
0: absolutely.
3: Um, Irvin, you want to share your Instagram, buddy? Yeah. I mean, it's still, it's still going to be the same thing. Um, All out Mopar, it's all dot out dot Mopar. Um, I'm not really active on, my, on that page that I should have been, but uh. Uh, I'm just always, I'm always busy, brother. Just work, here at work. I need to get a second phone or something so I can start sharing some content. But uh, I'll get to that soon.
0: Right on, brother. Well, thank you guys for joining me. Thank you all in the chat for joining us and, saying, you know, some questions that kept the chat going. It was a lot of fun. I am your host, Chris Albrecht, and that was Talking Mopars live with the Motley Crew of Mopars. We'll see you next time. No Mopar left behind. Wow, folks, that was a rough one. I don't know what was happening with my equipment, but I could tell that something was not right, and I was trying to adjust it during the live stream, but I just couldn't get it tuned in. I have to look at uh, what happened, but the mic sounds good now, so what I think it was was something in the settings on StreamYard, which is the platform I use to host these streaming sessions, so I need to figure something out there because I think one of the settings was off, and that's why it sounded like I was recording in a bathroom and making popcorn at the same time. So I apologize for that. Hopefully you got through it. And you know, there you have it, my friends. Another episode of Talking Mopars is in the books. For everything you need to know about the show, you know where to go. TalkingMopars.com. And you can reach me by emailing Chris at TalkingMopars.com or by leaving me a voicemail on my voicemail box at two zero nine twenty eight mopar And you just might get to hear yourself on the show. That's it, my friends. Until we talk again, I am your host, Chris Albrecht. And that was Talking Mopars live.
1: Thank you for listening to Talking Mopars, your direct connection to all things Mopar. Until next time, remember, no Mopar left behind.